0: Hey, Cat Mom Extraordinaire!
1: <laughs> it's my whole personality now. I love. Hello, it. darling. I know. I brought a. I brought little burrito in for a little silent podcast partner for Monique, so she has something beautiful to look at. Other than besides Amy, my, Trayden, of course. I was like, besides my n- no makeup face right now. I mean, you always you're
0: always a stunner, Amy. Oh, stop um, it! She's so. Sweet. And just burrito because I got we landed on burrito, so it's boo. Apparently. So far. So far, so good. I think that's a great name. So Burrito's the official mascot of the podcast.
1: Little mascot! I love that.
0: (laughs) Because now he records with us. He's so cute.
1: He loves to be wrapped up, so he's literally like wrapped up in a tan blanket, and he he does look like a little burrito right now. (laughs) Hence the name.
0: He's so cute.
1: He's real cute. I know. I can't. How are you? I'm amazing. Tired, overworked, but I'm, you know... Staying optimistic. Same, girl. How the fuck are you? I'm good. Again, tired over work. (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) Questioning life choices. (laughs) Too real. Too real. (laughs) I uh, I did watch two wildly upsetting documentary series.
1: I love you. You <laughs> would do that. I'm like, I can only handle like nice TV, like things I've watched before. And Monique will be like, no, I watched like a terrifying documentary that made me severely question humanity. In my defense, I didn't realize how upsetting they were going to
0: be. Okay. But then I was like, I'm committed to this. That happens a lot. That, or I was just too tired to change the channel and i was like i'm here for three hours so this is what we're doing oh no yep that'll happen they're very well done they're just very very upsetting one is the max three-part documentary series murder in boston wildly upsetting also um i'm not really a squeamish uh person i don't think but if you're gonna show like actual crime scene footage let a bitch know before you yeah. fucking flash that shit and flash it. nonstop. stop. A little heads up. A little bit would be cute. Like, what the fuck, Max? Not cute. They did it repeatedly of multiple crime <gasps> scenes.
1: No, and no, no, one, no, no. And no, like, no.
0: very disturbing. And what's fucked up is, I mean, I'll just spoil it for you. Basically, in like 1989 in Boston, this guy calls the cops, being like, "Hey, I was in a really bad part of town. This black guy came in, shot my wife in the head, and shot me. So and then uh, the Boston cops, being Boston cops, went fucking nuts, looking for a black guy in an Adidas tracksuit. Guess what? The husband did it because, of course, of course he did. Yeah,
1: they generally do.
0: They do statistically, they do. And at no yeah. point did they look into that. Wow. And his family knew it, like from like the get. <gasps> That's so fucked, dude. It is so upsetting and so upsetting, the rampant racism and the history of it. It is so upsetting. Yep. And they just show um, crime scene footage, not even pictures, like video. No. Repeatedly. Well, I'm not watching this. It's great. It, it, it's a very good series. No, Monique, I'm not doing this to myself. I mean, I respect that. It's a very good series. It's called Murder in Boston. It's wildly upsetting. As I've repeatedly said. And then I saw Bad Surgeon on Netflix, which three guesses as to what the fuck that's about.
1: I was intrigued by that. Is that very graphic, though? I get a little squeamish with surgery stuff sometimes.
0: No, it's not graphic. It's just upsetting. Okay, Because it's basically this guy who was like this like rock star surgeon, except they don't ever explain how that came to be the case because what he's doing is bullshit. And he basically claimed he created this plastic windpipe that stem cells would grow on. But that's not true. And spoiler, of the eight people he operated on, seven of them fucking died. (gasps) No. Yeah. Including, like, a three-year-old. Oh, no. Girl, they're all very well done. They're just like... Well, yeah. Girl, it's... Why is... Everyone fucking terrible. It's just the question that I have on like a minute to minute (laughs) fucking
1: basis. Yeah, that's too real. (laughs) That's too real. Like, seriously, why? (laughs) Well, compared to what I have been watching uh, for most of the week, that is is horrifying. Tell me.
0: Tell me what you've been watching. (laughs) Oh, no.
1: Oh, it's so embarrassing. No, I need it. (laughs) I need it. You got a little taste of it because I sent you a video of... Boo's reaction to it, but there are like cat TV videos on YouTube, which are just like videos of birds in people's yards eating nuts. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, I've had that on more than anything. They're like 10-hour long YouTube videos, and I'll just like throw some birds on in the background, do some work. Cat loves it. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, It's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. We were like, what have you done? I'm like, I've watched bird videos. See some nature. They throw a squirrel in there every once in a while. Like, and he hasn't jumped at the TV yet? No, thank God. It's coming. It's coming any day now. He gives me the look of like, can I get this bird if I if I just jump high enough? <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, you cannot. Please don't. Please don't. The little like, what is it like called chittering?
0: Yeah, that he was doing. I
1: don't know what it is. He it's was like,
0: almost like a mimicking like
1: the, the bird birds? noises.
0: Yeah. My cats never did
1: that. So I was like, what the fuck is this? With no sound. Even now when he like meows, he just mouths it. He doesn't like actually meow. Mm. But he makes noises. He does. Yeah. So bird video. (laughs) I'm like blushing. I'm like embarrassed for myself. No, I love my life. I, I the worst part is I keep being like, am I part cat? I'm like so weirdly soothed by this. And like, I can't look away. It's literally scenes of nature, Amy. It is. That's what
0: people do when they have time to go outside, like for walks. <laughs> they look at birds and squirrels and they're like, this is lovely. We don't know that because we work every fucking second of our
1: lives. It's true. So, so they're like, what is this? Birds are nice to look at? They're really nice. What? I don't generally like <laughs> birds, but I love – aesthetically, they're beautiful. I just don't want them near me, flapping near sure. me. Like, that's that's my jam. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, I keep picking, like, Christmassy-themed ones where they're, like, in the snow. It's very cute. It's very pretty. It's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> on some amazing news on the true crime documentary news circuit. Oh. I am very proud to announce that the true crime documentary that Johnny worked on – yes is coming out on netflix on january 1st a week after this episode drops
0: oh my god that's so soon
1: it's so soon if i had more time i would plan like a watch party or something but then i was like when the fuck am i gonna do this
0: maybe we can not on the first but like maybe like the third
1: maybe we're talking about (gasps) okay i love how encouraging and optimistic you are you're like yeah we have no time whatsoever but like we'll figure it out we'll make it work that's my problem I do this with everything. I plan things like no, to No, I love minute. it. I love it. I need that person in my life because I'll be like, no, I'm just not. I'm just not. I'm a
0: planner, Amy. It's
1: the best. That's why I love you. I love you. But yeah, tell the people what it's called, where they can find it. You can find on Netflix. It's called BitCond. So like Bitcoin Con. And you can watch the trailer now on Netflix or YouTube. And it's about Johnny's childhood best friend, Ray who ran this crazy cryptocurrency scam and got millions of dollars from investors, only to be caught by the SEC and arrested by the FBI. Some of it was filmed in my apartment. Yep. Johnny is interviewed in it. And it's just an absolutely insane story. Like, I know all the details. Yeah, I know you know the details. It's, it's like basically like spouse uh, privilege. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, like
0: Instagram will stop being a piece of shit and I can post <laughs> things. Elise, girl, I know you want those cat pictures. I want to give them to you. I want you to have them so fucking bad. You have no idea. You will have them. I, the problem is, is that there's no people who actually work for Instagram. You just have to submit it's forms just and bots deal with you, yeah. and they're not helpful. Girl, and the thing is, Amy hasn't been on Instagram
1: like two years, so she's not posting shit. But girl. Facts. That's my New Year's resolution. I'm getting back, you guys. Now that I have a cat, we got to – that's what I'm in for. I'm determined to get those
0: fucking cat pictures of Burrito on our fucking page. That is what I'm hoping – before the year is out (laughs) that we can do. But if you watch the trailer for Bitcoin, which you should, it's great. You definitely can hear the future Mr. Amy Traden in VO in voiceover. And I was like, and I was like, and I'm certain that was done in our Brooklyn
1: studio, a.k.a. Amy and Johnny's apartment. Yes. There's even like a little clip of Ray getting interviewed where I'm like, hey, that's my office in my apartment.
0: Yeah, because there was definitely times when Ray and him would be working and we would have to reschedule our recordings because they were working on their show. It's like, bitch, we did this first. Fuck you. You work around us. I know, right?
1: (laughs) But it's so exciting. It looks so great. It does. It really like. Oh yeah! It it it's so exciting. It looks phenomenal. It's like very like stylized and cool. The aesthetic of it reminds me a lot of Operation Odessa, which I did a mm-hmm. story mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on. So it reminds me like kind of of that style. The gentleman who produced it also produced that Pez documentary. Which oh I'm yeah. I'm blanking on the name of now. It's like the Pez King, I think it's called something like that. Something like that. Yes. So if you watch that and you like that, it's the same producer, Brian, and he's amazing. He does such a great job. And I can't wait for it to come out. I'm so excited to finally see the results of all of Johnny's hard work here.
0: I know, because it's been a bit that he's been working on this. Oh
1: my gosh, so long. So long.
0: But it's funny because actually, it's actually not really that long. Because one of my regulars has been working on a Prince documentary, spoiler, for like the entirety I've been working at the bar, which is two and a half years, and was working on it beforehand and is still working
1: on it. So it's actually what? not
0: that long oh <laughs> for documentary.
1: No. But yeah. for us, I'm like, oh my God, it's been going on forever. It's forever. <laughs> so if you're listening, I know you love true crime. So check out BitCon on Netflix on January 1st. Ah. Start your new year off right. That's right. With some cryptocurrency fraud,
0: bros. Shit is wild.
1: Girl, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I know. Me too. Anyway, that's my big exciting news for the week. I love
0: it. So we have been asking for reviews for the last couple weeks. And to kind of entice you a little bit more, to drop one, we're going to start reading y'all's reviews. Oh, my God. I love it. On our
1: episodes. I love it. So you get a little, like, name shout out. Hey, Absolutely.
0: So this one is from... H R Y D Berg ninety-three, which I know is Haley, not OG Queen Haley. It's Haley's friend Haley.
1: I love a Haley in any iteration. Fuck yes.
0: All the Haleys. Hey Queen, thank you. Title All Caps, Get These Girls Sponsored.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Marry Me. Yes. Yes. You're five amazing. stars.
0: <laughs> my pal, who we just mentioned, is the OG Haley. Suggested this podcast, and boy, did it change everything. Love me some true crime, but this is such a fun but well-researched show. Officially my fave true crime podcast, because they have just the right amount of banter for levity. My psychic sisters are everything, with three black hearts.
1: Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. You formed the cockles of my black heart. Stop it. (laughs) Yes. You're going to make me feel feelings.
0: We love it. Thank you so much for that. And if you want your review, possibly read out loud,
1: why don't you leave us one? Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. Right? That was like so seductive too, Monique. I don't... <laughs> All sorts of feelings I'm delirious.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Same. <laughs> but guys, it is true listener tales o'clock. Not only that, it is the last true listener tales of 2023 yay (laughs) i love it and we got some good ones so i can't wait i can't wait amy you're going first yes
1: i am going first i feel so honored Mm -hmm. that's because apparently monique has a fucking banger to end it on so yeah it's insane as most of these are just bananas yeah what the fuck totally all right so i'm starting us off boom here we go In 1991, I was attending Clear Lake Middle School in Cocoa, Florida. I was becoming good friends with a surfer boy at school. I would ride my horse over to his house. Oh, my God. What is your life? Is it a Disney movie? (laughs) Stop. The jealousy is off the charts right now.
0: I mean, I would have thought that you're like, yeah, because you lived on a farm and shit.
1: I mean, kind of. We didn't have, like, horses. Oh, you had chickens and pigs and stuff? Chickens mainly. Ferrets, which are not a farm animal, but weird still. Sure, And a bunch of dogs and cats. No horses, because I don't know if you guys know, they're very expensive. Yes, they are. Very expensive. Yes. And we really didn't have a need for them. Like, we didn't have a farm where we needed them to, like, do, shit. do things. Yeah. So, yes. But I did love horses, and I wanted one very badly. So my mother, being the absolute angel of a human being that she is, found a woman in our town who just needed help exercising her horses so we would go to her farm every I want to say like every week every like two times a week and we would just like ride her horses with her to help her out and I learned how to like clean their feet and like brush them down and saddle them and all of that it was great Amy I know I love you I thank you like <laughs> we're had very different upbringings I yes <laughs> wildly so <laughs> But yes, this is why I love my mother so much is because she would make shit happen. Even if we didn't have the money to afford a horse, she was like, I got you. I'll fucking find somebody. Diana makes shit happen for sure. She does. She's an angel. She's pretty great. She is great. All right. Back to the Disney movie that is the story.
0: I don't <laughs> Which know is probably it's gonna, not going to no. be a Disney
1: movie. It's going to turn very quickly, obviously. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I forgot what we were doing for a second. I forgot <laughs> what the theme of this podcast was. <laughs> <laughs> either the, the horse is going to turn into a ghost or someone's getting murdered like that's what's going down odds are pretty high for both <laughs> okay i would ride my horse over to his house and we would just have fun like regular 11 and 12 year old kids one day in march we all learned he had not come home after school yep Oof. here's where it turns mm-hmm. our whole county came together to search for my friend now, I must say, it's been 30 years now, and I just can't bring myself to read into details to refresh my memory, as it still is so painful. From what I can recall, this case was the reason that parents have to have passwords at school to check children out of schools. A monster, a convicted pedophile, kidnapped, raped, tortured, and murdered my talented friend. Oh, oh no. Uh, no. I'm sorry I joked that this was a Disney story. This is so horrible.
0: Um, I also didn't know you needed a password to take a kid out of school.
1: I didn't really either. I mean, I knew you had to be like on an approved list and like sign them out at my school. I knew that. Also, we don't have children.
0: Amy's a cat mom, but that's it.
1: That's it. I don't need a (laughs) password to take him out of school. No.
0: It's it's fine. It's the school of hard knocks.
1: Yeah. I feel like I have heard before that like if you sent somebody else to pick them up, sometimes you would do like a password thing Mm. because I feel like my mom and I – Talked about it one time when I was in high school, and we said that if we were to ever come up with a password, it was going to be Simlish, going to be a line from The Sims that I knew by heart, which was. Of course, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> which was the scraws, a friday shay, and a rope to snot, a snan, a snaf, and then uh, tag tag. Which, if anyone could have been able to remember that to repeat it back to me, I would have been like, yeah, of course I'll go with you. Like, who the fuck else would know this? Come on.
0: Yeah, no, not me. I'm never taking you out of school, Amy. I'm like, well, (laughs) I guess our friendship's over then.
1: (laughs) I know you. I'm coming with you anyway. You could be kidnapping me and be like, yeah, we're going on a road (laughs) trip. Where's the van, Monique? Let's go. Did you bring snacks? I'd be like, can you
0: drive? Because I haven't driven in 21 years. So uh, (laughs) I'd be like, yeah, let's do it. I'll drive my
1: own kidnapping van. That's fine. (laughs) All right. Sorry for that lighthearted tangent. Back to- Because this is awful. The horror of the story, yes. Juni Omar Rios Martinez was my friend. His murderer has since been executed. To add further insult to his family and the whole community, a couple showed up in town right after. They were supposed to be putting together a scholarship in Juni's name. However, after a tree planting ceremony at our school, these people took off with the money.
0: Why is
1: everyone fucking awful? Dude, that's so fucked. This is why I lose faith in humanity a lot. 10,000%. I just can't even bear to put Junie's killer's name inside of his, as I will forever miss him. And that is from M.M. M.M. That is so awful. I'm so sorry. That is fucking just awful. Insult injury. What is wrong with people? I I really don't understand those
0: people who, like, in a tragedy are like, let's capitalize on this.
1: Seriously?
0: Like, Who the fuck were your parents? Like, for real. Right? That you're like, oh, let's do this.
1: You were not raised right. Let's scam these people in their worst moment. Trash. People are trash. We know this. They are. That was so awful. I'm so sorry. Thank you, MM, for sharing that, though. My heart goes out to you and your friends, family. That is so, so brutal. Yeah, for sure.
0: Hey, Mo, it's Lee. Greetings from Brazil. Oh, fuck Brazil? Right? What the fuck? All right. We're continental, international, baby. I love yeah. it. So, one story I have for your podcast my mother, who's Brazilian, and her family were pretty spiritual. She's had lots of different experiences in that regard. So, she was in a nursing home, long term care facility during COVID, and was the first full year of COVID. So, the year after it started and she died and we were very 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 close so of course i was pretty devastated and there were times in these last few years where we would sometimes clash and she would tell me one day i won't be here anymore and you'll cry tears of blood when i'm gone oh i Grandma,
1: mean that's very dramatic i mean
0: i understand that like brazil is not necessarily latin i think i don't know if that's correct but that's that's like a Latin vibe. Yeah, that's an over the top Latin vibe
1: as a that's Cuban. That's Latin America, is it not? I think so. Yeah. Yes. I think
0: so. I think that's correct. I don't know if it qualifies because they don't speak Spanish. I don't know. Please don't come for me. I don't know.
1: You know. You make a good point. They do speak Portuguese.
0: Yes. So I don't know, but I think that they kind of
1: Latin adjacent, if anything. Yes.
0: <laughs> I literally, you just took it out of my mouth. Oh, I know. I know. Fucking love you, psychic like sisters, girl. I got you. Exactly. Of course. So after she died, her ashes arrived at my apartment building in New York. So I put on my white K95 mask and went downstairs to pick it up. As I was coming up the elevator, I just started sobbing uncontrollably. And when I got to my apartment, my ex-girlfriend was there. And she said, you're
1: bleeding. <gasps> and- no, 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 girl, no, girl. The wave of chills that just went through my body. I cannot. No. And I said,
0: I am where? She said, on your mask. And I said, huh. So she checked my head, took off the mask, and there were three drops of blood on the mask. But there wasn't any cut on my face or anything. And that's when I remembered my mother saying, when I die, he will
1: cry tears of blood. Lee. My soul has left my body. Girl, chills nonstop. I mean, if anyone has that power, it's a mother because like- 10,000% and like a latin or latin adjacent mother yeah absolutely girl i am shooketh right now i I really i actually i am very i'm weirdly like very very disturbed by this (laughs) i mean girl it's a lot emotionally for sure yeah can you imagine I can't imagine. I'm literally in the back of my mind, like, does my mom have this kind of power that she could just like do this if she really wanted to? And she thankfully uses her powers for good. Has Diana ever told you that? No, she's not. She, no, she's very sweet and lovely. (laughs) She, (laughs) yes. But now I'm thinking if she did, I, I, it would happen because I think so. Fuck. Amy, she made.
0: Oh my God, this is so wild. So I was going to be like, Amy, she made a fucking horse appear in your life, but that's what she wanted. And literally, as I was going to say it, I heard a horse go by on my street.
1: Oh my God. Diana's a witch. I love that so much. I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it. She's a good witch, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I think Diana will fuck
0: your life up she needs to.
1: Oh, Yeah. We are the same in that regard. Like, we are yeah. so nice and giving to you. But if you get on our bad side, like, you have never met more terrifying woman. Like, mm-hmm. do not. Do not test me. Fuck yeah. <laughs> love it. I love it, too.
0: I saw a meme online that it was like, who everyone thinks is the villain, Scorpio, aka me. And
1: it's like, who's actually the villain? Cancer. Cancer. And I was like, yes, that's accurate. That is 100% accurate. Yep. We're like, no, we're so That's loving like Amy, and maternal, and then it's like,
0: I'm like, people sleep on Amy. I was like, Amy will fuck mm-mm. your life up. Like, she's Amy the one. Like, she's not surviving the zombie apocalypse. She's like leading, like the entire <laughs> I'm town. I'm thriving. She's thriving. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I'll sleep on Amy Traden. I love it. I love that you think so highly of me. Thank you. It's true. Your hand fucking says it. As the palm reading said, got good it's all hands. All there in your hand, girl. Got good it's hands. True. Yeah. All right. That was such a great story. I'm so, I'm going to think about this all week. This is going to haunt me. Yeah. Thanks so much, Lee. Thank you so much, Lee. And I hope you're enjoying Brazil. Yeah, I know. Probably. It's
0: beautiful. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was like, the weather's better than it is here for sure. Oh, girl. It's been like in the 30s all week, you guys. I've not been thriving. No. Monday, (laughs) it was like rainy with like 60 mile an hour winds. It's been great. Oh my God. It was so cold. It was fucking brutal,
0: too. I went out to, I was like, okay, I'm going to run like a quick errand and then just go straight from there to work. And then I was like, I mean, no, I need to change my coat because this is awful.
1: No, it was insane. (laughs) All right. Next story. My friend Allie used to nanny in the house where Marilyn Monroe died. What? People are so fucking cool. I can't. I know, man. Fuck. She said that spooky, unexplained stuff happened there all the time. My husband Derek is a private chef, and one night we did a big private dinner there. I don't think Marilyn liked Derek's assistant chef, because within minutes of being there, he randomly dropped and fumbled his mandolin slicer and sliced his finger open so bad that he had to go to the ER. Damn! While Derek was super shook up by the incident, Allie wasn't, because stuff like that happened all the time in the house. And that was from Kay okay Ooh, chills back to back chills
0: be nice to marilyn don't fuck with the ghost yeah yeah for sure
1: that's so fucking cool though i mean yeah
0: also like who else can be like my finger got sliced open by the ghost of marilyn monroe who hated my guts right i'll take it that's like top three bullet points on like a tinder profile you know what i mean i'm like i'm i'm clicking on that 100 percent. absolutely yeah <laughs> In the early 80s, I was the bartender and manager at St. Mark's Bar and Grill, which was then locally known as a bucket of blood. (laughs)
1: I'm sorry, what? See, 80s in New York, I fucking can't. I'm obsessed. (laughs) Okay. Like, is that in the Yelp review? What's going
0: on? (laughs) Well, girl, we'll get into it. And the Hell's Angels used to hang out there. Okay. Okay. Which I'm guessing that's that's what that that's probably to do it. part of it, yeah. yeah, the bar was on Eighth Street and First Avenue, and their clubhouse was right on the corner on Third Street. They would look out for us in case there was any kind of trouble with, you know, drug dealers and that stuff. And for that, we would give them a free case of beer a week, And that's how it worked. That's a good deal. I like that I think so. Okay. That's real yeah. cheap,
1: yeah, case of beer done,
0: yeah. So one night, somebody came in here from a rival motorcycle gang. And Smitty, who was one of the Hells Angels top guys, saw him and he said to the doorman Nelson, don't let that guy leave. Nelson looks at me because I'm the boss. And he says, well, what am I supposed to do if he leaves? (laughs) Fair question. And the Hells Angels said, you take that baseball bat and you hit him over the head. That's
1: not in my job description. I'm so sorry. (laughs) He's the door guy, though. Just saying. Oh, uh, that's true. Okay. I don't know. This I guess like, so. You're like the bouncer. Okay. You're not like the bartender being like, I like, was just here to mix like, cocktails. I just wanted I could to make, make a martini like, for him if you want, but like, yeah. uh, assault is outside of my purview. Thank you. Yes. And Nelson looks at me and says,
0: What should I do? And I said, Well, if he leaves, hit him over the head with <laughs> a baseball bat. It's not that complicated. Oh my God. Best boss ever. Amazing. <laughs> So, luckily, the guy did not leave. Then the guys from the Hells Angels Clubhouse came back, maybe half a dozen of them, and they had Uzi submachine guns. What? Girl, the 80s are wild. Girl. Get the fuck out of here. I cannot for a single second. And the funny part was, they put this guy up against the wall like he's being searched, and they've surrounded him with these guns. And the thing is, The bar wasn't empty when they did this. It was full of people who were drinking and dancing. (laughs) And all the customers see this and are terrified. And Smitty goes, this is just an internal thing. Keep dancing. Just keep having fun. Don't worry
1: about it. Oh, my God. First of all, that's like the motto to my life is just just keep dancing, it's fine. <laughs> keep moving, you're good, you got this. Uh, you got I am dying. That's amazing
0: <laughs> And I'm thinking, have fun. You got guns in here, and you got this guy against the wall, and there's submachine guns to boot. So it turned out that he wasn't the guy they were looking for, but nonetheless, he was from a rival motorcycle gang. So he had a white Pontiac out front. And they chased him out of the bar, and then they took the baseball bat, which was at the door, and broke every piece of glass in the car. Front windshield, back windshield, headlight, taillights. There wasn't a piece of glass left. Holy shit. Girl. What happened after that? Who knows? But after that all calmed down, Smitty came in and said, I'm really sorry about tonight. And I said, well, Smitty, you did get a little carried away. It was one thing to take a guy outside and smack him up a bit, but this was a little extreme. (laughs) Smitty said, "Okay," So he closed down the bar and reached in his jacket and pulled some powder out. And we sat there until 8 a.m. doing crystal meth. And all was forgiven.
1: Steve. (laughs) (laughs) The 80s were wild. Wild! I... (laughs) I can't. I'm like speechless. I have the most insane smile on my face right now. I'm it's like. insane. This is like <laughs> at the same time horrifying and kind of amazing. I'm like weirdly into this. Absolutely. Steve, thank you so much. That was so amazing. I fucking, I'm still, I'm still in shock. What the fuck? I know Steve. He, he has like 8,000 stories like this because he's lived I mean, like of a co- endlessly yeah. fascinating life. Yeah. I mean, if he was working in New York in the 80s, I'm fucking sure, especially at a place like this. Yeah. Yeah. Don't fuck with the Hells Angels, man. (laughs) Girl, do not. No. I live in a tiny rural town that has seen two murders in approximately 150 years. That's actually not bad. That's pretty good. Statistics wise. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No Hells Angels. (laughs) No, definitely not. Definitely not. One of those two murders occurred at my next door neighbor's house sometime in the 60s. A man shot his wife in the face in the driveway in front of their two sons. Oh my God. What the is fuck? fucking wrong with people? He'd been drinking and apparently just snapped one afternoon. The spooky part is that her body laid there for an entire night before somebody noticed and rang the police. In the driveway? This must be a very small town where like people aren't coming by that often. Cause did you think she was taking a nap in their driveway? No. Yeah, this is giving nature uh, Black Dahlia vibes, too. Yeah. She was out, like, all night, and then the next (gasps) day I was like,
0: "Is that a mannequin? No, it's not. It's never a mannequin.
1: Oh, no. No. The husband was arrested and died in prison. Her two sons are older men now, and they still live in town to this day. Every time I pass by my neighbor's house, I can't help but look at the driveway where she lay. The saddest thing of all was the sons were sent to a boy's quote-unquote orphanage that was really just a reform center for juvenile criminals. Where they were abused and neglected by the institutional doctors because of their mixed race, as well as just the stigma of having a quote-unquote crazy father. Not only did they watch their mother being murdered, their dad arrested, and dying soon after, losing their home and friends, but they received absolutely zero support for their remaining trauma. When they were young adults, somewhat unsurprisingly, they had trouble with the law and substance abuse. Even though it was over 50 years ago now, their story is very well known in our little town and both their parents are buried in the local cemetery. I'm happy to say both men did overcome their tragic upbringing and raised families, opened their own business, and now live quiet lives in early retirement. And that's from Anonymous. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad they're doing well. Yeah. But what the fuck? Oh, God. I can't. That's so traumatic. I can't even imagine. Oh, my God. I know.
0: Because it is that thing that I'm assuming that the person who's committing the crime doing something like this isn't actually thinking it through. Because it's like, you know that your kid is going to not just lose their mother. Like, you're going to go to prison. So they're going to lose both parents immediately.
1: Yeah. It's so terrible. It's so
0: terrible. Just like, don't. Don't. Yeah. Wild, don't. Uh, I was
1: like, <laughs> crazy suggestion. Sorry. But like. Just don't murder people. Don't do that. Yeah. Thank you for that, though. Jinx. Yes, thank you for that, Anonymous. That was uh, great.
0: (laughs) Here's one 100% true. One time, for a period of days turned weeks, I felt I couldn't sleep in my bedroom for some reason and instead would fall asleep on the couch. I'd wake up nightly feeling a very dark presence from my bedroom hallway watching me sleep, like the feeling you'd get if you woke up and felt someone evil who hated you staring at you from behind Mm. or across the room. No. No, thank you. One night, I took a long shower and it fogged up all the windows in the apartment. As I walked down the hall to my bathroom, past my semi-abandoned bedroom, I thought I noticed something written on my bedroom window. It was dark in the room, but the streetlight outside was illuminating the fog from the window. I paused to take a closer look, It looked like drippy letters written in the condensation on the window with a finger. It was hard to see. I had to study it. W-A-D-A? No. Last shape was all one letter. R. W-A-R. What. Girl. The. Fuck. Mm Mm-mm. I took pics of it, but they're locked on a broken phone nw nw dude get out of that apartment i hope you are out of of that apartment apartment.
1: no Uh, i wish you guys had seen my reaction while voting was reading that i just like reared back and just like (laughs) like, my uh whole body like went into denial and i just was like shaking my head (laughs) and like no Uh no absolutely not (sighs) yeah holy fuck girl I'm like extra creeped out when they like write things. I don't know why, but like if it's like the mirror and the, like yeah, it's no, no, in a no. movie, I'm like no, yeah, I can't. Same, yeah. Because mm-hmm. they use that in a what lies beneath. Excellent <gasps> movie. Ah, Monique, I love you. You are my psychic sister. I was literally just thinking that that movie traumatized me so much. I do not know how yes. old I was when I watched that, but I'm gonna say too young. I'm gonna say Probably. way too young. And Great movie. like I love Harrison Ford. I only knew I him know. as Han I was Solo like, and. Indiana Jones before this, and (laughs) oh my god, seriously, I would just randomly think about that, how horrifying that movie was, and how much it terrified me throughout my childhood. I'd just be like, oh my god, what a babe! Such a babe, but like I was a little traumatized by bathtubs for a while because of that movie. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, such a good movie. It's such a good movie. I don't think I've ever rewatched it. I think I watched it one time, it traumatized me so much that I was like, never again absolutely never again i respect that it's amazing but it is it's really fucked up it's very fucked check up. it out though <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you haven't seen it it's a good one yeah but the trauma is real oh for sure a couple years ago the girl i was dating at the time told me that not only did she think her apartment was haunted but that she was pretty sure the ghost was ahem fondling her in her sleep ah what the fuck no She said that whenever she woke up, her underwear would be down around her ankles, and sorry for getting a little graphic, but not sure else to say this, she would be super wet. But because she was a heavy sleeper, she never woke up while anything was happening, so she couldn't say for sure. To be honest, I didn't really believe her at first. I figured she must just be having some really good dreams and pulling her underwear down in her sleep herself, and she just didn't remember doing it. Then one night when I was sleeping over at her place, I felt something moving in the bed. Stop it. Now, unlike her, I'm a very light sleeper. So any kind of movement or noise and I'm immediately awake. So this obviously woke me up. Thinking my girlfriend must just be moving around in her sleep, I looked over at her. She was perfectly still and fast asleep still. But I knew I felt something move in the bed. Then I remembered what she told me about the ghost. So I lifted up the covers and looked down. And I swear to God, I could see her panties pulled away from her body like something had its hand down her pants. As soon as I noticed it, the elastic snapped back down and whatever it was was gone. The snap was enough to wake her up a bit. And I told her that she was right. And I'd seen something touching her. She wasn't surprised and didn't really seem that upset. And since she was awake now, I took over where the ghost left off and finished the job. And that was the time I kind of had a threesome with a ghost. And that's from Kay. Kay! What the fuck? What the fuck? (laughs) Like,
0: all right. I'm speechless. Because I'm I'm like, okay, this ghost is insulting this woman. But apparently she's, like, fine with it. Yeah. Because also if you listen to our spectrophilia episode from a thousand years ago that I did, allegedly
1: that's like the bang of your life. They're wonderful lovers. apparently. (laughs) They're exceptionally skilled, you know? And to be fair, like this doesn't seem like, I feel like you have some experiences where you've been like sort of assaulted. Yeah. And it's very violent, but this seems like very gentle for lack of a better word. And like, he's just, the skin there
0: off a little bit can you imagine being either person in this scenario
1: no absolutely no. the fuck not no and
0: then her being like i told you a ghost is like getting handsy like
1: <laughs> what the fuck like dude you didn't believe me but like yeah honestly that would make me feel better that they were like no i fucking saw it that shit was wild because i am be like oh good like i actually was right it wasn't just like in my head this whole time right that is true thank you again Kay. though that was amazing oh my god that's fucking wild fucking insane i was not prepared <laughs> i was not prepared
0: no i mean clearly not because you can see me i was like clutching my chest and my fucking soundproofing on my wall i know i love it <laughs> I moved in with my now husband Mike back in 2017. His house was an old Victorian house built for Brigadier General Abner Merrill in 1890.
1: What is with everyone having houses from like fancy Girl, people? What? I fucking know. Brigadier General. Aye, Look aye. Okay. Yeah, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I fucking love you. I, I love you. <laughs> So haunting is inevitable, but this house was a mess, not just dirty, but like didn't have walls or electricity in some rooms. And Mike warned me ahead of time saying, quote, the house will act against you if you try to fix anything. End quote. Girl, move out of this fucking house. Yeah. No, I I want
1: shit to be fixed. I don't want to live in a broken house.
0: If you're like, I'm going to spackle some shit and this is going to like, I'm going to be retaliated against by ghosts. No, thank you
1: absolutely not.
0: No. Cue to me installing a new light fixture. Luckily, no electrocution. But as soon as I balanced the fixture, I turned around and felt like I was being pushed down the stairs. Oh, no. Old house, big staircase. I was bruised on my entire body. LOL. I
1: like how uh chill he is about this. <laughs> right? He's like, hee hee funny as someone who has busted their ass on the stairs and had a bruise the size of like a fucking cantaloupe on my hip like i can't Mm -hmm. even imagine yeah yeah then i redid
0: our parlor room and these heaters that hadn't been touched in years magically turned on while we were away from the house on vacation for over a month no fires but we were definitely confused and another light fixture story we changed the light fixture in our foyer A bathroom is right above. Changed the light, no blood spilled or bodily harm. Went out to dinner, came back to the ceiling, dripping water as the pipes decided to stop working and flood. No. Girl.
1: No. Have you seen the movie Money
0: Pit? That's what this is going to be. Like, don't. Just no. We're still doing things to that damn house. So get out of the house! (laughs) Get out of the fucking house! So I'll keep you posted if anything good pops up. Or I'll just haunt you,
1: taunt. Ah! <laughs> okay, wait, I love that. I mean, if it's going to keep bringing in content, I guess you, you can stay in this house. I mean, but like, fine. I just feel bad for you and your expenses, because I'm sure yeah. this is not cheap. This is a contractor's nightmare.
0: <laughs> I mean, yes, absolutely. So fun fact, their house is in Poughkeepsie, ah, where his husband Mike is from. And I was like, hey, do you know about this story? He's like, what the Albert fuck? Frenchress. Absolutely the fuck not. I don't. What? So it seems like this is a thing that was buried because hush, hush. I yeah. mean, it's
1: not it's cute. It's not cute. It's not a cute look for Poughkeepsie. They probably were like, we're
0: <laughs> in such a psychic sister's moment this episode. We really are. We really I are. I don't know it. if it's because we're for both it. like the same level of exhaustion Delirious. that like we're on the same
1: wavelength, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: It feels good. I like it. I've asked a couple people who who are from Poughkeepsie or live in Poughkeepsie.
1: They have never fucking heard about that awful story that Amy did last week. Well, I'm happy to uh, inform all of you now. (laughs) I'm so glad I did it. I'm bringing it back. We're not forgetting. This guy, again, is up to be released every two years. So like, no, I'm making sure everyone knows that this is a fucking thing. Absolutely. Fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. All right. This is my final story. And I saved the best for last because this one is from Angie. Angie, girl, fucking love you. Yes, she's the fucking best. She emailed us. Thank you, Angie, for emailing us. And Thank I'm you. We love really you. excited for this one. Yes. Uh, so excited. Hi, Monique and Amy. After I moved last year, my whole routine changed, which meant I felt behind on my Another Fucking Horror Podcast listening. And it wasn't until recently that I completely caught up on the new ones. And one particular one I had been avoiding because it scared me. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. We'll get to that. But first, a true listener tale. Yes. And it has the little sparkly emojis around it, which I love. Yay, I love that. My boyfriend and I were visiting the Shenandoah Valley for my best friend's 30th birthday. We wanted to get an Airbnb in town, but the nearest one was about 30 minutes away from her. The house looked newly renovated, but you could still tell it was an old farmhouse-type deal with the creaky floors. It was almost an open concept, with every room connecting with doorframe entrances, so no doors besides the bathroom and front door, really. When you went in the front door, you just took the steep steps right up to the bathroom, which then went right through to the bedroom. Anyways, fast forward to about midnight. We just got back to the Airbnb after driving in a thunderstorm, and we crawl into bed for the night. I must have fallen asleep right away because the only thing I remember is feeling my boyfriend get out of the bed to use the bathroom in the middle of the night, then our alarm going off the next morning. Well, those two, and the sound of someone coming up the stairs. (gasps) Yep. Mm hmm. Yeah. All caps. I love (laughs) you, Angie. (laughs) While this even makes my heart rate increase now at the thought of it, in the moment, I remember waking up and thinking, hmm, someone is coming upstairs and then very calmly going back to bed odd especially for me who has spent my whole life riddled with anxiety when i woke up with the alarms i remember waking up to someone coming upstairs but i decided not to say anything to my boyfriend it just seemed like a matter of fact nothing to worry about thing huh so when we're driving home we're talking about how cool the airbnb was and how it'd be a place you'd want to stay for like a week the layout the vibe etc and then my boyfriend said Def gave a haunted vibe, though, right? And I said, yelling with excitement. Okay, yeah, but I didn't want to say anything. (laughs) I fucking love you, Angie. I know. I'm going to say it like 40 times in the story. I love you so much. That's amazing. (laughs) I love you. That's great. (laughs) To which he replied, but it felt like fine and good? And he was right. I told him about the stairs event, and basically we read that the place was haunted by something kind and sweet and maybe even hospitable the ghost was just checking on us. I told my boyfriend that I was surprised he didn't hear the stairs, especially since he'd gotten up to pee. And him, I assumed not listening, asked, what do you mean? And I said, when you got up, the bed was comfy, but I could feel you get up and get back in. The weight was off. And he said, no, I never got up in the middle of the night. (gasps) Stop. Full body chills. Oh my God. Chills. I love that. I'll write again soon with the episode that scared me and about my current workplace that has at least one residual haunting. Oh, I love that so much. In quite the haunted town. It's been a paranormal year, I guess. Until then, keep it cute, keep it creepy, and keep making us all obsessed with you, Angie, with four black hearts. Oh my god. I'm swooning right now. I can't. Angie, you're the fucking sweetest. We love you so much. You have been, like, ride or die since episode Season one. She's an OG. I, yeah. Angie,
0: so obsessed. Yes.
1: I can't wait to hear more more stories from this haunted town and your haunted workplace. Angie, love you so much.
0: Thanks so much for writing in. Thanks for being just, like, a fucking boss queen. Can't wait to hear about all yes. the other stuff.
1: <gasps> oh, my God. So exciting. So exciting. Ah, I love that I got to read that one, too. Thank you. Of course. Monique's the best. (laughs) You're the fucking best. Stop. All right, guys. This is the last story. (gasps) This is the one. This is the the one.
0: Yep. So this person uh, has asked to be anonymous in this. You will understand why in the first line, I know this person personally. I respect this person. I have the highest esteem for this person. This is fucking insane. So buckle the fuck up. Oh my god, I can't fucking wait. Girl, you don't even know how much you can't fucking wait.
1: I'm bracing myself, though. Girl. I know, it's going to be upsetting. Be braced.
0: Okay. So, Kathy Durst. (gasps) Girl. (gasps) What? I know where the body is.
1: (gasps) Girl. Well, at least I think I know. There was no way for me to brace myself no. enough for this. Like, what no. the fuck? No. Is this the Jinx season two? Get out of here. And this person like very casually
0: said it recently. And I'm like, excuse me, what, 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 what? Dude, people and do this like, all I the know time. I've known you for like years. And she's like, literally, did I not tell you this? I was like, no, <laughs> no,
1: no. How was this not day one of us knowing each other? Like, hi, do you know me as a person? What? You're bearing the lead here. About
0: 18 years ago, my godfather, who lived on 43rd Street between 9th and 10th Avenue, had his office in the ground level of Douglas Durst's Brownstone, also on 43rd between 9th and 10th. And it had a beautiful garden. And so I talked him into letting me have my wedding in this garden. The only stipulation was I was not allowed to touch the garden
1: dirt or any of the flowers. Red flag. Huge red flag. So sketchy. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's definitely where the body's buried. The garden
0: had like 32 rose bushes, but being that it was June, they still hadn't bloomed yet. And so I was very concerned that they wouldn't bloom in time for the wedding. But again, I was absolutely forbidden from doing any digging or planting any more flowers in Douglas Durst's backyard. And the thing is, that kept being brought up you can't touch the dirt or the flowers. And my godfather, who was this famous architect, was the gardener on the property, which I thought was also weird. Then I saw the jinx and the scene where Robert Durst goes to Douglas's brownstone. But here's the thing. Douglas doesn't live in that brownstone. He lives in a luxury building uptown, and I see him there all of the time. But Douglas still owns that brownstone. Why? Not only that, killers are known to revisit the scene of a crime mm. or their victims' burial sites. Yep. Once I saw the jinx, I realized that that is where I am almost positive Kathy Durst is buried in that backyard where I had my wedding.
1: What? Anonymous. My jaw's on the floor. Girl. I have just had waves of chills back to back Girl. to back. Um, I'm, like, so impressed. I literally would have, like, gone on some sort of investigative mission here. Like, I would have had to have found out what the deal was with this.
0: I know that multiple people have been like, leave it alone. Leave it alone. Also that,
1: but mm, the curiosity. Best case scenario, you get sued by the Dursts. Yes. And you can't afford the legal team you need to get out of that. No. I'm sure. No one can. They fucking own New York. That is insane. That is insane. Girl. And all I could think while you were saying the part where they like kept bringing it up is like, the lady doth protest too much. That's what the fuck I'm saying, girl. A little chill. Like, I got it. Thanks. No digging. In yep. the garden. You don't have to keep bringing it up. You mm-hmm. seem a little uh, suspicious. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where her body's buried. 100%. Allegedly. I have literally zero doubts. We're going to allegedly, big old Allegedly. Sounds not Sue Douglas. <laughs> I mean, I believe it. That's all I'm saying. Allegedly. Again, but I believe it. Same. Allegedly. Same. <laughs> like, what allegedly. The fuck?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking way to end out our True Listener Tales
1: 2023. What the fuck? That was the most amazing final story. You're right. I'm glad you ended it. That was fucking wild. Fucking wild. I was not expecting that, Monique. No, girl. There's, how do you expect that ever in a conversation never never <sighs> that was one of the things Monique and I bonded over like our first day meeting was how much we loved the jinx and how insane that documentary was so yes I love it You're bringing it full circle right I love it and we love you guys
0: thanks so much for listening this is another fucking horror podcast I'm Monique Sanchez and I'm Amy Traden. You can find me on the gram uh, if it ever decides to start working. I'm very determined. I'm determined to get it to work, but no matter how many bots I have to fucking talk to.
1: <laughs> you can find me on the gram at pinupgirlmo. You can find me at lobotomy, and that's lobot period Amy. My New Year's resolution is to get my shit together on Instagram because I literally have just been hiding from it for like two years, I think. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm the worst.
0: You're not the worst, you're amazing, but I get it. The show also, again, that's a fucking mess do. but you can find the show on the gram at another fucking horror podcast. Uh, every six episode, we do a true listener tales episode, which is exactly what this is. So if you have your own true crazy story and you want to share it with us, email us at another fucking horror podcast at gmail.com with a period instead of the you and fucking. Guys, we're going to take next week off you know for the holiday and to just kind of give ourselves a little bit of rest so we can go into 2024 refreshed revitalized and ready to talk some fucked up shit with you all happy holidays happy new year so obsessed with you and as always keep it cute keep it creepy Bye.
1: bye